half-stepping when you're fighting fascism. Can't be no half-stepping. Do we want to whine or do we want to win? Do we want to whine or do we want to win? Moral, emotional, global pollution. You already know the real solution. But liberals, all liberals, are scared of revolution. Don't let the greedy take over. Don't let sexism recover. Don't let racism take cover. Love, love, love all your sisters and brothers. The enemy is greed. Love and unity is really what the people need. The enemy is arrogance. The enemy is greed. Love and unity is really what the people need. Join us for love and fun. Love and fun. Love and fun.
Well, hello and welcome, all you troublemakers out there, all you world savers, all you creative, beautiful people. This is Global Val here at MutinyRadio.fm. You have tuned in. Thank you so much for tuning in to Women's Magazine with Global Val here at Mutiny Radio. Of course, I always want you to make sure that you tune into KPFA 94.1 FM or KPFA.org to listen to Women's Magazine, the original Women's Magazine, uh, which airs every Monday. Monday afternoon from 1 to 2 p.m. Uh, they're always doing amazing work over there. And I have my outpost here. And if there were more hours in the day, there would be more editing going on in my world. But hey, um, we do what we do and we're doing a lot. And I know you out there are doing a lot. And I imagine you might be going through a lot right now. Oh boy, what an intense couple of days we have had in this country. I mean, it's been an ongoing intense situation for for quite some time, Uh, but certainly uh, over the last few days of Senate Judiciary hearings, um, trying to, and actually today, voting to um, uh, send... uh, Judge Brett Kavanaugh through committee uh, to have a full vote uh, on the, from the Senate um, as to whether or not he will be joining the Supreme Court. But we have seen quite the public display this week, really historical, historical moments um, as as, as women come forward uh, to accuse him of various forms of sexual assault, um, most pointedly, uh, Dr. Dr. Ford, uh, from, right, who uh, psychology professor um, here in the Bay Area, um, who testified in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, just yesterday, um, sworn testimony about... Uh, a sexual assault that she experienced when in high school um, that she says uh, Brett Kavanaugh uh, and another friend drunkenly, um, you know, he had pinned her down, uh, rubbed himself over her. She screamed, so he covered her mouth. Um, this is a trauma that she's been dealing with her whole life. Um, she's spoken to her therapist about it. It's in her therapist notes um, a couple different times. Uh, she's spoken with her husband about it. Um, she's um, become herself a psychology professor. Um, so she appeared uh, bravely in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee just this week. Um, she, when she realized that Brett Kavanaugh was on the short list of of potential nominees for to the Supreme Court, um, she wanted to do something. Uh, she said that she felt it was her civic duty, um, didn't necessarily know how to go about it, contacted her elected representatives, um, talked to friends, found legal counsel, uh, wrote letters, um, and then went to the Washington Post at one point. Um, and uh, it has all come out into the open now. Um, and so I, I watched her testimony yesterday. And then last yesterday evening, um, I caught the replay of, uh, of Brett Kavanaugh's testimony, which followed hers, uh, which were separate, um, which he says he had not watched. Um, 
where he, of course, vehemently denies any wrongdoing or even barely knowing who she was uh, back in the good old days of 1982. Um, And it's a really intense situation um, because it is bringing forward uh, so many stories of uh, sexual abuse and survivors uh, coming forward um, and, and really cracking um, cracking open the, the Me Too movement even more so. I, I feel like it's really a big process that's in play right now. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm kind of a nerd. And, um, you know, one of my favorite movies as a kid was The NeverEnding Story. And uh, there's one scene where, you know, Atreyu wakes up and, you know, he's been passed out from being in the swamps of sadness and, you know, carried miles and miles by his good luck dragon. And he finally wakes up and there's a, you know, the, the little couple that live in the cave and the man's a... a, a scientist and the woman's a witch. Um, she's like a witch doctor. And, uh, and, uh, she always tells him it has to hurt if it's to heal. Um, so I feel like this, this cultural shift, um, this process is that we as a country, as a culture and as individuals are going through, um, in the process of trying to heal from centuries of, you know, women being, and not just women, but, um, but specifically in this case, women being treated, um, like objects. Um, and also when experiencing some kind of abuse or a sexual assault, um, or rape, uh, that we as women have been told, um, time and again, in one way or another, that, um, we should be ashamed of ourselves and that, uh, it's a shameful act. And so keep quiet. Don't tell anyone, um, just let it go. Uh, nothing good's going to come of it. Right. Um, whether that's an overt or a subtle message that women receive, um, it is, it is very uh, prevalent. And then also we see that when women do come forward, often, uh, they themselves are being put on trial for, coming forward, you know, um, well, what were, what were you wearing? Um, did you smile a lot? Did you give him any impression that you were interested in this? Um, did you say no? Um, why didn't you come and tell us sooner? Um, you know, so, so it's not exactly a friendly atmosphere to actually talk about the very stark, um, reality of sexual assault and sexual abuse. Uh, of course, not only in this country, but that's what we're seeing play out right now. So I um, see this kind of cracking open even more and more. And I know that a lot of survivors of uh, sexual assault have been particularly um, troubled and triggered this week. Um, And I, I just really, I, I, I hope, and I hold, I hold hope that this is part of a much larger healing process. Um, as we start to really recognize, um, the, the extent of, of this culture, rape culture, culture of abuse, um, culture of privilege, um, you know, men taking, taking their privilege, uh, to extremes, um, 
and really causing causing people and their victims a life lifetimes of of trauma um i mean dr ford has has gone through therapy for her whole life um you know, she's in her 50s now. Uh, this was from an, an incident that happened when she was supposedly six, about 15 or 16 years old. And um, yeah, people remember. It's a real thing, real experiences. Um, so I'm, I'm comforted by the fact that this is a, a, something that's being opened, even though it is um, a very painful wound, um, whether it's personal or whether it is um, you're connected with someone who has a very personal experience and, um, if it has to hurt for it to heal, then, uh, I think we're on the way to healing, even though <clears throat> it's going to hurt along the way, especially since the judiciary committee voted, believe it or not, down party lines today to advance Brett Kavanaugh to a full vote by the Senate, uh, uh, but um, there is there is some there there may be some other delays in the Senate. There's 51 Republicans, 49 Democrats. Um, Senator Flake from Arizona, Republican, um, has although he voted to push him uh, forward through committee, um, has now said that there should be a uh, further FBI investigation before he um, Kavanaugh would be confirmed. Of course, there's a, still a couple of potential swing votes. Um, that the Dem that the Democrats might get the Republicans to not confirm him, um, and I th wow, dude, this is so dense. Um, <laughs> I mean, just a wh whether he's going to do, even if he is confirmed, whether he'll ever have um, you know the confidence of the American people um, is certainly at question here. And what I think is the almost biggest bigger tragedy or travesty here is that the um, Repub sitting Republican senators are willing to um, yet again kind of supersede um, process um, just to get in a conservative judge. So um, I've been I've been writing some poems since the past twenty four hours, but then um, but then I, I I went on social media. And um, a very beautiful, powerful friend of mine, E Money, we'll call her E Mama. Um, such a so, so beautiful, such a badass, so graceful, so so funny, crazy, awesome, brilliant uh, woman. Um, she she wrote a poem, and I wanted, to, and I asked her if I could read it. So uh, I'm going to read that poem because, um, well, it's called Shoved. And if you haven't heard the, um, you know, the testimony of uh, Dr. Ford as to the incident that happened when she was a teenager, um, as I mentioned earlier, being pinned down, having her mouth covered um, while she was, you know, groped and fondled. And that's, that's, how, that's the story. So um, here is the poem from E-bird. It's called Shoved. Shoved behind closed doors, laughter echoing like a personal madhouse inside my head, where the carnies only take social currency and I don't have enough. 
shoved between doorways and locks and the pressure building between our eyebrows, between generations, but not enough to keep from being shoved behind closed eyes. And the bootstrap women who said, why do you deserve to be heard, to be healed? I chose to be tough. Doesn't that make me a woman? Covering my mouth, swallowing my words, shoved behind closed lips. Shoved behind closed hips, using your digits and your administrators and your police and your trials and your justice and your vote to finger us into a lobotomy of identity where your laughter echoes like a personal slaughterhouse behind closed doors. But today, no longer will you silence us. Our voices, stronger together, and bravery contagious sets a fire that burns down your status quo and turns your walls of privilege to ash, where we rise again and again and again until there is nothing to save you as you rot, seeping in your own shit behind closed doors. From Texas? Far from Texas. Could not get more far out without swimming the Pacific to Red China, halfway back to Black Africa, past India, getting over England and France. Cause she sees California. Seek something, new thing, freedom dream. testicle bull inside a human movement had to head north rise up the marriage idea was not working had to escape north this up fight back beat the beats at their own biz rising rolling reading right on right on tang oak town lovers
you're listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val, and that was some music from the Troublemakers Union. Um, so welcome back to the show. Uh, you know, I think in times of, of dismay and despair um, that, you know, our creativity is what really needs to be, you know, unleashed. Like, just take the tap out. Don't filter. Just create. Um, so I want to thank Erin for that amazingly moving uh, poem um, that she wrote. Um, and I also want to acknowledge that uh, this weekend, being celebrated around the world, is um, 100,000 Poets for Change. It's a movement that started back in 2011. Um, Michael Rothenberg uh started this this uh, movement um, where people around the world on September 29th um, gather and and, and speak uh, use their voices use poetry uh, as a force of change for the world and um, I remember the first year that that it happened we had an event here in Civic Center Plaza which I hosted and Dave Dave was there and um, we had about we got about 50 poets up like out in the plaza of, of um, Civic Center here in San Francisco but that was just one event that was happening here in San Francisco the Beat Museum also has been participating in 100,000 Poets for Change so the Beat Museum is having um, it's the 11th Beat Museum Poetry Festival this weekend, um, but it's it's um, aligned with uh, 100,000 Poets for Change. So there's going to be events um, starting today, tonight, the 28th, um, at the Beat Museum, which is at 540 Broadway, Columbus Avenue in San Francisco. Um, and let me tell you a little bit about the 11th Annual Beat Museum Poetry Festival and 100,000 Poets for Change. They present a weekend-long festival that will include a Friday night kickoff featuring um, Ma Shin Win, Cassandra Dollett, Josiah Luis Aldatre, and many more to be announced. The, fe- uh, the festival will continue at the Beat Museum on Saturday the 29th, commencing at 12 p.m. and rolling on through Sunday, September 30th um, at 6 p.m. with, hey, an after-party to follow. Let me tell you about some of the great voices of the Bay Area who are slated to appear at this shindig. And none other than our Poet Laureate Kim Shuck. Um, also a California Book Award winner, Tongo Eisen Martin, uh, Bill Gaynor, Alexandra Custelas, M.K. Chavez, Yusuf Alui, Reina J. Leon, uh, Priti Vangani, Natasha Dennerstein, Amalia Alvarez, Norma Zelaya, uh, Alan Fleming, Black Lyrics Aaliyah, Terry Adams, Diane Moore, Carl Mackey, Alexandra Naughton, Mary Marsha Casoli, Ann Chelyak, Daniel Ari, Peter Klein, Gary Horseman versus, or with Bill Haynes. Not, they're not against each other. Um, Chris Olander, Norm Maddox, Tracy Knapp, Bill Vartnock, QR Hand, Jean Powell, uh, Michael Joseph, Arc Angelini, Colleen McKee, Matthew Siegel, Brittany Purnam, Naomi Quinonez, Abe Becker, Garrett Murphy, uh, Peggy Morrison, Ben Gachardi, Gary Turchin, Leah Lubin, Cesar Love, Esther Kamkar, K.R. Morrison, 
Richard Loringer, Gwen O'Gara, Carol Doff, Carol Denny, Richard Martin, Joe Cottonwood, Joel Landmine, Diego DeLeo, Ada Medina, and Thea, Ma- Thea Matthews. Wow. I need to drink some water after all that. But uh, point being, um, those are just some of the voices that we have here in our community um, who are constantly raising them um, in, in creative, uh, you know, praise of the muse, but also in, 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 in defiance, really, um, in, in trying to chisel out uh, a new world from this, this very tainted one that we've inherited um, and hopefully we'll we'll leave it a little a little better off <clears throat> so all this talk about poetry um i'm going to read you a poem that i wrote last night and then also uh with a little bit of an addendum of something i i put together this this morning um on a similar topic So I'm going to try to fuse them together. This is all experimental, folks. Thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio. This is how we roll. It's called the Court of Public Opinion. When threats come out before facts and pictures capture static moments of emotion, and political opponents opponents point fingers at each other for obstruction, for absurdity, for a double standard of scandal, the court of public opinion jumps to conclusions or remains disillusioned by the confused swell of unarmed truth. That privilege is short on patience. That trauma leaves various widths of traces that the paradox of politics is its deep shallowness, its reliance on a manipulatable process, taking the dirtiest turns to try to come off clean, a searing brand of meanness, where dignity is mentioned but not modeled, where old ways fail to solve old problems, newly minted and forged in a modern forum, astir with subjective experience, fluttering towards the light of solidarity, trapped in a net of instinct, pinned on the path to truth, padded by the sad fears of youth ever engaged to a dark marriage of memory, fostering fragments and facets, reflecting folds of a million familiar stories.
You're listening to Women's Magazine here, MutinyRadio.fm, here in San Francisco's Mission District. I'm Global Val, and uh, I'm really happy to be here today. I'm really, I, I always feel really privileged um, to have the opportunity to speak truth, to have a free speech platform where not only I can share my opinions, but other people are welcome to come and share theirs, and we can stream it around the planet on the internet on mutinyradio.fm. Today is September 28th, 2018, and uh, what a time to be alive, everyone. (laughs) I made Roman laugh. Oh, I love making Roman laugh. <laughs> You're right? I mean, come on. We, we, <laughs> whew, everybody can just go out there. You know what? <laughs> I want everybody to just take a deep breath. <laughs> just take a nice, nice, nice deep breath because you're still alive. Uh, you know, you've got millions of, of cells in your body that want to want to be, you know, want to show you love if you can show them love. Uh, you know, the, the, the stress speaks through us. Um, it's not that, uh, we shouldn't feel what we feel. Um, but we do need to let it go. Um, so take deep breaths, take a few, uh, you know, good stretches. Um, and, Hey, if you're listening somewhere, I don't know where you are because it's the internet. You could be listening anytime, anywhere. You could be listening in the future, um, wherever you are. Also, if you if you have the chance, take a hot shower today. All right, take take go go like soak or like jump in the ocean, but not like permanently. Like actually come come back to shore. But you know, go stink your feet into some water, uh, ground yourself, take off your shoes, go stand outside in the dirt, uh, go to a park, uh, sit around some trees and breathe in all those good, happy aerosols. Um, have a cup of tea and make sure that you mindfully sip on it, uh, and just be, because it's really important to take breaks. Um, and especially if you live in the city, uh, I, you know, I do. And I, I, I try to leave when I can. I'm actually going to be leaving uh, this weekend. Um, so I'll be getting off the grid for a couple of days. If you have a chance to do that, I highly recommend that you do. It's okay. The news is still going to be bad when you come back, but there's probably going to be some good news too. And uh, you're going to feel a whole lot better and ch- charged and ready to, you know, just deal with everything a little bit better. So uh, self-care is something I recommend. Um, It's also a topic that came up last week when I went to the She the People Summit here in San Francisco, which was totally amazing, by the way. It was like the biggest, they said there were 500 women there um, from 36 states. Um, It was networking community building event for women of color from across the country to try to get into all levels of government um, and support one another because um, we're seeing a society where we have to move past party lines where party establishment even if you're a democrat um, it doesn't mean that the democratic party is going to support you um, in your vision 
if it operates outside of their own box of programming. Uh, I mean, uh, so I, 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 I like to think we're moving t- towards a, a post-partisan type of country. Um, I mean, maybe maybe that means that we'll have other parties who are just like non-partisan people running and, and getting, you know, winning seats um, wherever you may be. Um, but it was really, really cool. And so, um, I mean, Dolores Huerta was there. Uh, Barbara Lee was there. Uh there were just so many incredible students. Alicia Garza of Black Lives Matter, she was there. Um, there were so many inspiring speakers, uh, but also they had some panel discussions um, about, with with some political strategists who are flipping states like Georgia and Alabama and um, uh, Florida. So um, it was really cool. And then during one of the panels, um, the uh, the the moderator of the panel, Wendy Carrillo, who's actually a in the California state legislature, she represents District 51 down in LA. Um, she um, was never in politics and then got fed up and decided to run. And then she ran against 11 men and won. And she's been in office nine months and she's had three of her bills signed by the governor. So Wendy right on Wendy. Um, but so she was hosting, she was moderating this particular panel of political strategies. And one of the questions that she asked the panelists was, well, what do you do for self care? And everybody in the room kind of went, Oh, (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Self care. What's that? Oh, that's good. You know, because we, we, we do. I mean, if, if we're engaged with our, with our lives, we're engaged with the world. Um, and of course, when we see so many injustices around us and we're working towards, you know, trying to make the world a better place as, as you do, um, it, it's, it's easy to get caught up and to let the stress kind of, uh, you know, seep in and you kind of might lose track of your own feet sometimes. So, uh, the panelists had a variety of answers. Um, Wendy herself says she likes to dance. Uh, she likes to cook. Um, another one of the panelists, uh, said that she likes to make sure that she makes time and set time for family and draws the boundaries for that so that she is spending quality time um, with her loved ones. Uh, even when, uh, you know, she's, you know, three hours later or the next day, she's going to go back and hit the streets and like knock on doors and like build coalitions. Like, you know, it's big work. Um, but, um, yeah, sending aside time to spend, spend quality time with people that you love. Um, and, uh, my, my, my favorite answer on the panel was naps, take a nap, go, go take a nap. Um, I, I don't care. You can go take one right now. Maybe you're just kind of lying there and taking a nap right now. I would love if you were just like resting and listening to women's magazine. Um, you don't have to work right now. I'm working. Don't worry about it. I got you. Um, speaking of which, um, Global Vows election season coverage kind of took a little bit of a break after June. Um, I was (laughs) covering so much all the way up through June that it wasn't until like three days before the election. And I was like, oh, yeah, 2018. Big ones in November. Um, So uh, I do want to make sure that, you know, maybe I'll start today. And of course, over the next month or so, 
leading up to the November election that I do give you some rundown of the propositions that we'll be voting on here in San Francisco and also uh, throughout the state of California. Luckily, there aren't like a huge number. I think there were more on the June ballot than there are on the November ballot. But of course, there's lots of uh, offices that we're voting for in, in November. So anyhow, uh, take your stretch, take your nap, and um, and uh, we'll, 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 we'll do a little election season coverage when we come back. Um, as you know, the propositions are labeled ABC. So... Uh, I always like to, as an educator, uh, not just about civic engagement, but as an educator, um, I think it's always important to uh, incorporate a little phonics into our lives. A is for apple, a-a-apple. B is for ball, b-b-ball C is for cat, c-c-cat D is for dog, d-d-dog E is for elephant, e-e-elephant F is for fish, f-f-fish G is for gorilla, g-g-gorilla H is for hat, For, for love, folks. That's what I'm, I'm saying. L is for lion. Quit lying, all you crazy privileged bastards. Quit lying. Just love. Just love. So here we go. Global Val's election season coverage 2018 continues. Remember, uh, voting is on November 6th, but you can vote ahead of time if you go to City Hall. Um, and if you are not registered to vote, you better get registered to vote. And you better register like three other people, um, whether they're in state or out of state. The more people don't vote than voted in the 2016 election, give me a break. Look what this mess is. You guys got to get in on this cleanup effort. And start putting some people in place. who are going to do some work on behalf of the people. All right. Ah, ah, Apple Prop A. This is San Francisco, folks. Um, proposition A, San Francisco Embarcadero Seawall Improvement Bonds. A yes vote is in favor of authorizing the city and county of San Francisco to issue up to $425 million in bonds at an estimated tax rate of 0.013 cents per $100 of assessed value to fund repairs and improvements to the Embarcadero seawall, Embarcadero infrastructure, and utilities for earthquake and flood safety. Sounds like a good idea. Um, and if a no vote would vote against authorizing those bonds. Proposition B, 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 San Francisco Personal Information Protection Policy. This is a charter amendment. Um, a yes vote would be in favor of amending the city charter by adding guidelines for the city to create personal information protection policies for businesses. Uh, 
Now, I'm just reading some some synopses here. So definitely get into your, um, they haven't mailed out the voter manual yet, but go online, dig deeper. Uh, this is just an overview. I'll get in deeper later. All right. Proposition C, C. <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco gross receipts tax for homelessness services initiative. Ah, yes. I'm, I'm glad Prop C, 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 C has come up. Um, so if you vote yes for C, it's in favor of authorizing the city and county of San Francisco to tax businesses with over $50 million in gross annual receipts sounds like they're doing they'd be doing they're already doing pretty well um they would be taxed at a rate of 0.175 percent up to 0.69 percent um so well under one percent by the way um to fund homelessness services Proposition C, y'all. Um, a lot of a lot of community groups are getting involved in Prop C. Uh, we have a homeless crisis. We have a gross wealth disparity. We have huge um, multi-million dollar companies who come here, live here, work here, play here, or um, you know are nearby. Uh, but these would be in the ones in the city and county of San Francisco, um, and who don't want to see homeless people in the streets uh just like everybody else who wants to see homeless people not be homeless um in a very kind of basic way um so prop c it's 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 really it's really for the people y'all um proposition d d d san francisco marijuana business tax increase wah, wah. a yes vote in favor of taxing marijuana businesses with gross receipts over five hundred thousand dollars and that uh, tax would be between one and five percent um of their gross receipts um exempting retail sales of medical marijuana all right so medical marijuana is still untouched in that um, equation and um, expanding the marijuana business tax to businesses not physically located in San Francisco. That's an interesting one. Um, I want you to note, look at the difference between Prop C and Prop D. Uh, Prop D would be taxing marijuana businesses who have over $500,000 of gross receipts at a rate of one to five percent, whereas uh, Proposition C, and it doesn't, I don't know where that tax money supposed to go for the, if they tax the marijuana businesses. Um, but Proposition C, where the money's supposed to go to help homeless services and, and housing and such, um, it's for businesses who make over $50 million in gross annual receipts and um, tax them at a rate of less than 1%, um, fractions of 1%, only as high as 069 um, so an interesting disparity there. I'm not sure how Prop D got put on the ballot, um, but I know Prop C got put on the ballot through people like you signing a petition. Um, and then Proposition e, 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 
San Francisco partial allocation tax, hotel tax for arts and culture is a yes. Please vote on this in uh, favor of reallocating 1.5% of the existing 8% based hotel tax from the general fund to the arts and culture services. This is... The, hmm. This hotel tax has been supposed to uh, fund the arts for many years, but it was r- rolled into the general fund and because of uh, the recession a few years that has been going on for a few years um, that we're now coming out of, apparently, uh, the, um, the money was not allocated to the arts because it was just in the general fund and it was general fund needing money for other things. So... Um, there was also some weird little snafu with a California law that was, it, it's complicated, but basically Prop E is a vote that the pe- people already voted for a long time ago, making sure that part of the hotel tax goes to fund arts in the city. That would also, that would include funding um, uh, cultural districts throughout the city, um, public art, art programs, um, all, all, all up and down, um, grants for the arts. So, um, Yes, Prop E. Let's move the money that's already there and supposed to be for the arts and actually give it to the arts. Um, so um, that's that's um, that's 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 Prop A B C D E. Look, it was only five of them. <laughs> Can you believe it? Oh my gosh. Uh, see, folks, voting's really not that hard after all. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into Women's Magazine today. I'll certainly be covering more of our um, election necessities as the day approaches. But please get out there, vote, and register to vote. is the letter P. Pumpkin. Pizza. See it, say it, sign it. The letters of the alphabet. See it, say it, sign it. The letters of the alphabet. Q. Q. This is the letter Q. Qu. Qu. Quail. Qu. Quarter R R. This is the letter R. R R Rug R R Rainbow S S. This is the letter S. Sun Sandwich T T. This is the letter T. Tiger. Taco. You. 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 You have been listening to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val. Thank you, um, YouTube, for See It, Say It, Sign It. Letter sounds. That is, uh, you know, you should learn how to do the alphabet in sign language get out there. Oh, V is for van now. Awesome. Ooh, it's also for Viper. But V is also for Global Val and W is for Women's Magazine. And why the hell not? Um, Thank you for tuning in. 
Common Thread Collective is coming up next. Um, just a reminder, next week, October 5th, there will be no Women's Magazine or Common Thread Collective. Um, I'm going to be out of town. It's also our first Friday of the month, but we will be back the second Friday of the month. We hope that you'll join us. And um, also, don't forget to go to Hardly Strictly Bluegrass. That's the first weekend of October. It's one of the coolest things to happen in San Francisco. Three days of free music in Golden Gate Park. And uh, why wouldn't you go? Anyhow, folks, um, I do want to thank all of the brave um, people, women, uh, survivors, supporters, believers, um, who are out there to, uh, to make sure that truth is heard and that justice is served. Um, it is, um, also I, it's the end of September and is we, we just entered the fall. So, um, uh, it was the harvest, uh, well, it was the full moon, on autumn equinox and the next day, or it was the, actually the full moon came the day. Well, it was, it was a, yes, yeah, full moon. Um, right, right around there. So I, I, I'm a, I'm a nature girl at heart, even though I'm from the heart of the city, my heart's in the city. Um, but here's a poem of the season. The first full moon of autumn Late summer harvest keeps my face pressed up to the window, luminescent calling, drawing my gaze toward awe. Rolled up and tucked in, I dare not open to the chill on this night. High above on the hill, we watch each other through lenses of night and color. Fluorescent candor, I stammer to walk straight as I'm taken by the awakening season warning for warmth, yet in tempting juxtaposition as I desire to reach out into graceful space. I'm Global Val. Peace to you all. Um, I also, when I wrote that, felt um, I should also mention that uh, it is a privilege to actually have a window. Um, so go take care of each other. Vote yes for Prop C. And um, remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, like taking down white male privilege at the highest order of the Supreme Court, hey, you know, inspiration is contagious. Speak your truth. Reach out. We'll be there for you. Peace and love. <laughs>